Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. A Widow Wednesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Widow. Good morning. Hello. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you, Gary? Very well, thank you. Yeah, you having a good one? You have you, you've been playing some games, you've been getting some rest, you've been chilling out over there? I haven't been getting much rest, but I have yeah. I did have a chance to play some games over the last uh over the weekend. Yeah. Played the new Wario Wear. Really enjoying that. <clears throat> My kid loves it. Yeah. I was wondering if that'd be one that would be a hit with the daughter. Yeah, she like you know, she likes games that we can play together. Obviously, it's got like you know, it's got a whole two player thing, and they're all very silly. You know, little micro games. I had actually is she, is never she, is played. She, is she giggling at the farts a lot and the nose picking and all that? That's she likes well. all. Yeah, she likes all the gross out humor. So you know, two things that um, that I learned about WarioWare because I had never played a WarioWare game before. This is actually my first WarioWare really? game That's ever. Yes, and uh, I learned that I really enjoy this whole concept of the micro game. You know, these games that can last literally anywhere from like two to five seconds. I think it's very ingenious little, sure. you know, game gameplay concepts. They're so simple and so dumb, but they're fun. Um, and I didn't know just how insane WarioWare games were. I mean, it's like an acid trip. They're absolutely fucking nuts. But I really, do, I really do. Uh, I like it. I like the WarioWare aesthetic a lot. There's a character you meet in the game called Mike, and he's a karaoke robot, and he's my new favorite character in video games right now. Fair I enough. love him. He's my favorite. He's so good. Excellent, excellent. I haven't started it. I haven't. I have it loaded. I have it ready. I'm saving it. Maybe you know, uh, maybe some WarioWare while I'm in the hospital, waiting for Jen to get this kid out, so we can. Go yeah, home. and you and Jen can play it together as well. It has again. It has that. You know, all the games are playable in two player. I was yeah. a little bit upset. My feelings were hurt when after playing uh, WarioWare quite a bit in two player mode uh, with my kid, she eventually said, "Daddy, can I play in one player mode? Because I think oh, I would do better by myself." The heartbreak, the heartbreak. I know what a diss. Yeah, what a diss. Yeah. Was she right though? And, and, well, the, well, the worst thing is she then was she right? actually <laughs> yes, she did better by herself. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I hate it, and I love it all at the same time. Well, Gary, that's excellent. I'm glad you're bonding with your daughter over Buddy. some video games. That's what they're all about. Would you it's like to talk about coming, some all, of the video all, all the joys that are coming your way in the years ahead, my friend? Yeah, a while from now, this kid's gonna get out and just like stare at the wall forever, which is great for me because then I can just let it stare at the wall and I can play games. You know what I mean? I gotta right. work on this death loop platinum. I gotta do all this other stuff over there. But are uh, you ready to talk about some games, Gary? Yeah, I, I don't know shit about what's going on in games uh, at the moment. I spent the whole weekend um, reorganizing the house, and I've been running around uh, just doing chores and deadlines and things like that. So I have not really had my eye on the, the, uh, on the bouncing ball that is video game news at all. So everything you tell me is probably going to be news to me. Well, excellent. Let's talk about the fact we have some more Wolverine tidbits from Insomniac. PlayStation 5 is getting a new system firmware. And guess what? Games are getting delayed. We'll talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show with your questions about the day's news, with your squad up requests. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday and of course you can get a bevy of benefits just like that for the kind of funny games cast x cast and ps i love you xoxo worth pointing out ps i love you xoxo usually up on tuesdays delayed until tomorrow to meet an embargo we can't talk about just yet however if you have no bucks to toss our way on patreon.com slash kind of funny games no big deal you can watch us record kind of funny games daily live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like kooky Hot Dog Mountain Man, Lexi Gunner R. Uh, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash games, of course, maybe use that Amazon Prime sub to give us the free sub you get each and every 30 days. Uh, but more importantly, you need to keep us honest. You can go to uh, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, or listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday housekeeping for you ladies and gentlemen 
the co-host of PSI Love You XOXO, a kind of funny games daily regular. Janet Garcia is nominated for two Game Her Awards. You can go vote. Remember, they put it up by your Twitter handle slash Twitch handle. So Game Onesis at thegamehers.com slash vote. Uh, she's in the Rising Star streamer category and the content creator top journalist uh, category. Go there, vote. It is free. All you need to do is pop in your email address. Also a reminder, it is September here on Twitch. Viewers across the platform throughout the month can take advantage of 20% off subscriptions for first-time subscribers in gifted subs. Your support means the world to us here at Kind of Funny, and right now you can take advantage of this deal and receive benefits like ad-free viewing, sub emotes, and more. Remember, like I said at the top of the show, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming, which gets you free uh, bonus goodies and games, of course, but gives you one free subscription to give away here on twitch.tv slash whatever you want it to be, do Kind of Funny Games each and every 30 days they don't remind you it doesn't auto renew so if you're listening on a podcast service later it would mean a lot to us if you went over and did it uh, and like i said ps i love you posting tomorrow because of an embargo thank you to our patreon producers the kind of funny destiny 2 pc clan and blackjack today we're brought to you by doordash and canva but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report Baker's dozen. Now, uh, Kevin, let's let's address the elephant in the room here. That's only for you and me because you were on the pre-show. Do you? What would you do if uh, you know Paula's over there taking big business meeting calls? Or you were whispering to me in the very beginning, just one word answers. <laughs> like stuff like that what would you have done here like you know what i mean are you do you try to time it out do you worry about the schedule with paula or would you have just let it ride today and just been quiet uh no i, I worry about it every day uh we'll, we'll sort mm-hmm. it out you know it's one of those things that like until your bedroom's on fire you don't have to worry about it you know what i mean great point Good. I, that's what G- gary taught me that a long time ago if your house is ever on fire you have to worry about it till the moment you have to put on fire extinguishers you let the Wait, fire when happen have I, when have i ever said that when you're giving me all the fire safety tips that one time I, I feel like this is a dream you had, but whatever <laughs> it didn't happen. I'm just making shit up. It's a podcast, Gary. Yes, and number one on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, we and. have a few little kind of Wolverine details. This is from Cat Bailey over at IGN.com. Uh, we don't have much more than a basic teaser trailer for Marvel's Wolverine, but some interesting tidbits are beginning to emerge that shed light on Insomniac's new superhero action game for the PlayStation 5. One of the questions that fans had concerned one of, the fa- one of the big questions that fans had concerned its scope. Uh, would Marvel's Wolverine be similar in size to Spider-Man, or would it be more like a side project like Miles Morales? Creative director Brian Horton addressed that point in the kind of short and to-the-point tweet that would make Logan proud. Uh, answering a fan question, he said, uh, Wolverine, but the quote is, full-size, mature tone. Brief as it is, uh, Horton's response provides a decent picture of Insomniac's intentions for Marvel's Wolverine. Despite being developed in conjunction with Spider-Man 2, Marvel's Wolverine is being treated as every bit as much a priority as Spidey. As for the mature tone, that should provide some hope for fans hoping Wolverine will ally with the grittier tone that the character is known for. Still, it may be too much uh, to hope for a mature rating. Let me try that again. Still, it may be too much to hope for a mature rating. As successful as R-rated superhero uh, films like Deadpool have proven, Insomniac will be under plenty of pressure to sell uh, to wide an uh, Insomniac will be under plenty of pressure to sell to as wide of an audience as possible. Gary Witter, you and I have not caught up about this here Wolverine game about the PlayStation Showcase again. Congratulations on your game being featured there. I heard you talking about an Xcast. Always good for you. Thank you very much. What do you think? About Wolverine, full size, mature tone, great. Is this game going to be rated M for mature, Gary Wood? I don't see why not. I mean, given that it's Wolverine, I feel like an M rating is probably the most, you know, artistically appropriate for it. It'll, you know, let them really kind of go like full Wolverine on it. And is, you know, in the world of movies, I understand why. You know, the big budget movies they always want to keep in PG thirteen rather than R because it does, you know, freeze out a lot of the audience, but. M-rated games do fine, don't they? There's plenty of AAA blockbuster games that are M-rated, and they sell. And you look at I mean, GTA I don't Five, right? I, I, I mean, granted, I breakout. Mean, this is one of those areas where we're, I'm kind of venturing into. You know, I don't have like the the facts and figures at hand, so I, you know, I'll 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 issue that caveat first. But 
I don't think in a here's my here's my feeling without any scientific data. Kind of funny. Com slash wrong. This is sounds like some my feeling. My sense talk. is that an M rating on a video game does not restrict its audience the way an R rating on a film does. I would agree with that. I would agree. I think that video games are such a different beast and they cost so much more money that yes, in general, we're already talking about pricing out a lot of kids who are coming at it. Not that I don't think it will, it'll affect it, right? We talk about how successful Marvel Spider-Man was in terms of being, you know, the most successful superhero game, twenty more than 20 million copies sold or whatever. Yeah, Wolverine won't put up those numbers necessarily. I mean, right? We talk about GTA 5 again, but that is... I a, mean, in an, age, in, GTA in, an in, of, in an age of digital, you know, uh, purchases, there, there's going to be tons of 13, 14, 15-year-old oh, kids, sure kids going to buy rated games with no... And, and I, I honestly don't know. I was in a GameStop yesterday, actually, for the first time in God knows how long. And it was almost a weird... It was literally like going at a time machine. It's like, ooh, what is this? GameStop. Like, people actually go to stores and 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 pick a game off the shelf and, and buy it and take it home. Like, what a weird... What a quaint, grub grub. you know... It, it really, I, really did, I really did feel like a time traveler. It was so yeah, well, weird. That's what I'm saying. I was like grabbing, grabbing, grabbing a newspaper. Like, what day is it? You know, it was so weird. Um, Jeffy Grub Grub in the chat says, and no one buys games in stores. What is this, the roaring 20s? <laughs> so that's the thing. But like, so here's my question. And again, maybe the chat would know, or maybe, you know, maybe you're wrong could tell us. Like, if you go to a GameStop and you're clearly like 12 or 13 years old and you want to buy an M-rated game, do they card you? I mean, do, I mean, is, is there even really a system in place to enforce this stuff? Uh, I, right I mean, now, I mean, uh, digitally, there, there really isn't unless, you know, your parents set up your console and age gated it, which I don't, I don't think probably happens all that much. I don't, most parents probably don't know how to do that even. Uh, but in, in the digital world, yeah, you're playing whatever the fuck you want. And when you go to a store... I, again, I just, I just don't know. It's how many is. I mean, are there kids hanging out, hanging out or outside GameStop saying, "Hey, Mister, will you go inside and buy me this M-rated game?" <laughs> I remember. Pe- I remember back in my day. I remember back in my day, people having to do that. I remember okay, that, that being a big thing. Or whatever. It's the I doubt it highly. Uh, uh, the nanobiologist has dropped a link here to a 2011 article from Time Magazine. Uh, it's by Evan Narcisse, of course, a uh, writer over there on uh, the uh, uh, War for Wakanda thing. Uh, wrote Rise of the Black Panther for Marvel. Uh, but back when he was still just a games journalist like us, it was called Games Rated Mature Are Made Less, Bought More. If you're around the median age of most video game players, which the Entertainment Software Association says is about 35 years old, then chances are that you've uh, got more than a few M-rated games on your shelf. Roughly equivalent to the R film rating issued by the MPAA, M for Mature stands for the highest age bracket for video game categorization. Not sure there's adults only, but nobody makes it. Uh, You need to be 17 or older to be able to purchase titles like Bulletstorm or Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Still, for all the attention and controversy M-rated games can get, they don't account for the majority of title ratings. The Entertainment Software's boards just released statistics show that 55% of some of the ratings assigned in 2010 uh, garnered an E for everyone, followed by Teen for Teen at 21. Uh, The Big Bad M-rating games made up a measly 5%. Not all the games that the ESRB blah, blah, blah. The real rub here, uh, the real rub there, uh, comes when you compare the percentages against the earnings ranked on the by the five percent. Of course, last year saw record sales uh, for Halo Reach and Call of Duty Black Ops, but those are only part of the story. Per Ars Technica, five of the top ten games in 2010 were rated M, and I think that's where you start going, right? Where we start seeing it go there. I think. Uh, gaming always skews older i disagree with cat where you know cat's thing here is you know still maybe uh, a bit too much to hope for a mature rating i think i said ps i love you again you're in this time warp we recorded it yesterday it'll go live tomorrow we have a whole bunch of discussion about m rating from uh wolverine but then wolverine stuff and then the playstation showcase big questions that weren't answered but for wolverine I think it has to be rated M, and I think Insomniac knows that and wants that. I think that Marvel Games understands that they now have a library that is so wide, where we're talking about uh, uh, you know, something like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, uh, all the different Wolverine appearances in the different mobile apps, uh, Wolverine in the, the the magic game, Marvel Suns, whatever, what's it called? Marvel Dark Suns? It's escaping me right now. The new one from uh, for Access, right? Like, There's plenty of w- ways to go get your Wolverine hit if you want the E for everybody, T for teen version of it. Midnight Suns. Thank you, everybody. Uh, but I think it, right now what Insomniac wants to do is nail Wolverine the way they nailed Spider-Man. And I think the way to nail Wolverine is to sit there and say, you know what? This is going to be his claws are going to have blood on it. He's going. I don't think it's going to be like that's going to be the hook of it. I don't think it's going to be like the gameplay demo Gary we used to get for like Afro Samurai where it's like, oh, you know, you can slash in 360 degrees and watch their body fall apart in very specific ways. I just don't think they're going to pull punches in terms of he's got claws, claws kill people. 
I think there's a number of things at play here. In, ge- in general, it's an interesting conversation to have just in general, but I do think the M rating isn't, isn't as restrictive, especially in the age of, of digital purchasing where, you know, it's really hard to age gate that stuff again, unless your, your parents have set up parental controls um, on your system. In the, in, in the case of Wolverine specifically, yes, I think there is an argument, a creative artistic argument to be made that if you want to do Wolverine right, you, you want to have all the restrictions off and you want to do an M rating. I think you can make a decent PG-13 Wolverine game. You just don't want to have to worry about the restriction. Like if you want to do some really hardcore stuff, not just violence, but like really mature, you know, themes. Um, you know, you, you, you're going to want to have that, that full freedom of creative expression. And also I think there's a, there's an aspect here because it's insomniac. I think many other developers, I think would get sat down and be told by Sony, this is a mandate from corporate. This is going to be a, uh, T for teen game maximum. You may not go, you know, you may not do anything that's going to get us an M rating. And that's just, you know, the message from on high insomniac, I think can go into that room with Sony, even though they're wholly owned by Sony. Uh, and our PlayStation Studio can sit and say, "Listen, we're fucking insomniac. We, we know what we're doing over here. You may you may have noticed that we have delivered banger after banger after banger for you guys. Trust us on this one. We know what we're doing. Our our, our creative, you know, uh, uh, recommendation is that we need an M rating to really make this game as good as it can be. And by the way, did we mention we're fucking insomniac? I think they're going to get an M rating if they want it. I think it's it's that, and I think it's Marvel games. Where I think again, you know, I I know I I, I feel like I. Uh, talk way too much about Marvel games. And I said that on PS, I love you tomorrow as well. Uh, but it's that thing, you know, that I think Bill Roseman and the team over there understand Marvel properties and they understand, uh, and they've, they've been around long enough. They've been established long enough now that there's a bunch of different entry points and you can be as diverse with Marvel games now as you can with regular games. And I think you can have something dark in there that would actually, and not dark, dark, like, it's not going to be Last of Us Dark, you know what I mean, in terms of that bloody gory. It's not going to be Punisher rated M, if you remember that game, where you're shoving people in wood chippers and shit back in the day. Like, I don't think it's going to be like that, but I definitely think you have a shot at it. What does what, what your gut tell? If you had to put money on it right now, M or T, what do you think comes out the other M, end when we M. see this game? I think, yeah, I, think, I think it's it's a combination of everything you've said and we've said, right? Insomniac has proven that they get this, that they get the Marvel Universe, they get how to make a great superhero game. So let them make a great superhero game, which you would say has to be it. I think Marvel Games gets that. Their portfolio can be diverse. People can go, play, if kids want to play Wolverine game, they can go play a Wolverine game anywhere. Wouldn't you rather as a brand because again remember marvel could still be licensing their ip out to developers and not giving a shit about it they established marvel games as a brand wouldn't they rather it be that all right cool wolverine isn't going to sell 20 20 million copies i think it's going to sell really well it's not going to sell and this is just the argument isn't going to sell 20 million copies but it's going to get the game of year awards it's going to get the more feathers in the cap it's going to you know be a prestige title for us it's going to be a loss leader even though there's no way this game is a loss like the m rating wouldn't hurt it that much but you know, you don't get it as many hands. Not to mention Spider-Man 2 is going to still be just like Spider-Man 1. You're going to be able to go play that one and have all the kiddies get that. Right. Go get them, I'd say. Speaking of going to get them, especially on PlayStation, number two, uh, there's a new PlayStation uh, 5 system software, and it's coming tomorrow. We're going to go to the PlayStation blog. This is the one that's been uh, talked about for a while, but now they're actually detailing what's happening. This is the one that was been testing. This is the one that you could you know, expand your storage on. It's officially rolling out for everybody tomorrow. I'm going to run through some bullet points here. Uh, control center customization. Players can now customize their control center more freely by rearranging or choosing which controls to hide or unhide at the bottom of the screen. Enhanced game base. Players can now easily view and write messages to friends and parties directly from the game base in the control center. While viewing game base in full screen, players can also see how many of their friends are online, busy or offline, as well as accept, decline, or cancel multiple friend requests at once. Uh, game library and home screen are getting updates Gary this is one I've heard you complain about on Xcast it should be helpful if you have PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 versions of the same game installed they'll now appear separately in the install tab of the game library and on the home screen each game's tile tile is uh, now clearly indicates which platform it is this is a huge fucking problem before gary right you talked about it yeah xbox has that handy little xs logo down in the corner that differentiates it why would you have both versions of game installed though i don't understand oh well i don't know if you understand this uh gary and this is greg miller uh playstation fanboy number one um so you guys did this thing called smart delivery and in the lead up to it guys I don't work for Xbox. The fuck this are you talking all, about? This is all compliments. This is all compliments. This is me. This is a joke. This is a bit. Uh, and we gave you a really hard time leading up to it saying, man, what is it exactly? Well, this seems kind of weird. How hard could it be on the other way? And it turns out that uh, PlayStation made it really stupid and hard. And you guys made it really stupid and easy. <laughs> and you're, you talk about it. There's an X or S on the game. It doesn't even fucking matter. 
download whatever version of the game you want to your Xbox and you click it, you're playing the best version of the game. Here on PlayStation, yes. plenty of people get confused. Like right now, like if you want to go, uh, you know, you got to like, if, if you were going to boot up Avengers PS5 right now for the first time, right? You got to go into Avengers PS4 and then you got to upload your save from there and then you got to download it to the PS5. So like, why would you need both versions? Because you need to move your saves around. I, uh, when I when I went looking for uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake Integrate for um, PlayStation 5, it's really fucking confusing because it didn't even have the integrate part like list. You had no fucking idea which version you were getting. And I really had to dig deep to make sure that I'd actually gotten the PS5 version that I wanted, not the PS4 version. It has been a mess. Any and, you know, it's not difficult to figure out like Xbox is on the other side of the street going, hey, this is how you do it. Like, just copy that. And it seems like that's what they're doing. And um, I think we'll we'll be glad for a bit more clarity again for as long as we're in this. What's going to be a very long transition period uh, from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5. Anything they can do to um, uh, improve the clarity on that is is welcome. Uh, again, there's a whole bunch of more bullet points over there that you can go read. I'm kind of going through the top level ones here. Uh, PlayStation Now has a resolution selector and connection test tool. PlayStation Now subscribers can choose can now choose between 720p and 1080p, depending on the individual game, to accommodate their preferred video resolution for game streaming. I sound like I had a stroke there. Video resolution. A streaming connection test also helps them identify and troubleshoot any problems with their connection automatic capture of personal best videos when players compete in challenges for a better time or a higher score and set a new personal best breast a video clip of the action will automatically be recorded players can also share clips of their personal best directly to the challenge card in the control center or from their media gallery Uh, players have direct control over this functionality via their capture and broadcast settings big one here new trophy tracker we've added a new trophy tracker that lets players quickly access up to five trophies per game through the control center love it uh 3d audio support for built-in tv speakers the ps5 september update also adds in support for players to experience 3d audio through their built-in tv speakers once enabled in the sound menu this feature transforms standard two-channel tv speaker audio into three-dimensional sound heightening the sense of gameplay immersion um starting tomorrow PS5 players around the globe can expand their storage capacity with an M.2 SSD, a type of high-speed solid-state drive that can be installed in the PS5 console or the PS5 Digital Edition console. Once installed in the PS5 or the PS5 Digital uh, Edition console, M.2 SSD storage can now be used to download, copy, and launch PS5 and PS4 games, as well as media apps. You can play PS5 and PS4 games directly from M.2 SSD storage and freely move games between uh, the storage options. Important. M.2 SSD must meet the minimum performance and size requirements outlined on the page that's on the PlayStation blog. Using an M.2 SSD also uh, requires effective heat dissipation uh, with a cooling structure such as a heat sink that meets the dimensional requirements. Please read the page link, blah, blah, blah. PS Remote Play app and PS uh, app enhancements. With the PS Remote Play app, players have enjoyed the ability to remotely stream and play PS4 and PS5 games, switch between games, and browse their consoles, uh, menus, and compatible device connected to the broadband internet. Now players using the mobile app for iOS and Android have the option to use the mobile connection data when Wi-Fi is not available. Starting next Thursday, September 23rd, a PS app update will begin rolling out globally and give users the ability to view their friends' share screen broadcasts together. Gary, does any of this excite you? So I was I was dozing off for a minute there. Is this something new on the on the internal storage? Because when you were talking about cooling structures and heat dissipation, that sounded a lot like the language we heard months ago when they first started to roll out the upgradable. Um, well, if you storage. remember what happened is they had talked forever ago about PlayStation Five will be upgradable, but you need to wait for drives. They had right. no news on drives forever. Then what? In the last month, they did. But the some, beta. some people did go out and and try drives and got them working right. In the in the, the beta for this firmware in the past month, that's when people went were like, okay, cool, I'm in the beta, I can do this, and that's right. when they started testing and putting in new uh, okay. M.2s. dot I mean, I would love to upgrade the storage on my PlayStation. I'm willing to to go through to jump through the hoops to do it. I just I want to know that the drive that I put in is going to work and be compatible and have the right speeds and not set my PS5 on fire. Talk about houses burning down. I would like to avoid that scenario. I just, I want, if if Sony's not going to do their own official one, I just want to see a list or I want to be able to go to like a store or go to Amazon or Newegg or whatever and see a thing that has a sticker on it that says certified, this is, you know, for the PlayStation 5 will work, won't explode, you know, and is going to do what you want it to do. I just want to know it's like, officially approved or certified in some way then then i'll get my screwdrivers out i'm right there with you gary but the great news is that for you and me who who want it but aren't in desperate need of it you have to wait now three four more days 
Jeff Grubb in our Twitch chat, of course, Jeff Grubb from GameSpeed, of course, Jeff Grubb from Giant Bomb, uh, puts in there, I have a four terabyte SSD in my PS5. I'll post a video soon. Jeff got into it. I saw him, uh, the beta, I guess, and I saw him post uh, weeks ago now that he was doing this. Jeff is, of course, one of my most trusted industry, uh, I would, I'm would. i not even saying friends, like one of the people in the industries that I follow. When Jeff puts up this video and says, this is the one I use and it was easy, great. When IGN puts up yeah. their article of like, Here's I mean, the five we tried. Here's the one that doesn't even need a hink. The one, honestly, the one that got me thinking, okay, fine, I'll probably grab this one, is Mark Cerny posted that he put, yeah. I think it was like a, one of those ones that looked like a big chocolate bar as, as the heat sink on, oh, on yeah, top of it. It's like a Western Digital or something he put yeah, in there. Yep, it looked yep, like yep. this industrial Terminator chip or whatever that he put into his PlayStation. So with Mark Cerny's doing it, that's as close as you're going to get to approval, you know, short of some, you know, official certification. So I feel like we're right at that tipping point now, right, where we're going to, you know, we're going to start seeing those official lists and drives are going to start shipping with some kind of, you know, labeling on it that says, you know, certified official, this will work in your PlayStation 5. And at that point, I think I'd be happy to grab one because I, d I definitely want to upgrade my storage. Um, it's I'm tired of juggling games on it and uh, I would love to get, I mean, Jeffy Grub Grub, of course, has gone over the top with four terabytes, but just going to two would make a big difference to me. Yeah, that's my same thing. Is I'm just gonna wait it out, let it go, and then when somebody's like, "This is the great one that ha you know I've been using it for a month and a half and it hasn't fried my PS5," great, because that's my right. other concern, Gary. I don't want to put something in there and let, then it turns let, out let, let the other people be the guinea pigs. I'm I not that no desperate. I know there are people out there that want to be the early adopters and they're going and grabbing the drivers the minute they're available and they're willing to experiment. God bless them. I'm glad they're out there. Some you know someone's got to be the canary in the coal mine. Sure. Uh, I just don't want it to be me. I I, I do want the extra storage, but I'm not desperate for it. Um, you know, obviously with the Xbox, it was easy just 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 slot the thing in the back, and you knew it was going to work, and it worked day one. Um, for this, where where it's a bit more of a Wild West type situation, in a way, it's good because you know there's going to be more choice. There's going to be competition from third party drive manufacturers out there. Competition, you know, increases availability, brings the prices down. There are going to be lots of options. I just don't want any uncertainty at all, none about the drive that I order being the one that's going to a perform as fast as it possibly can and be not in any way damage the playstation the system. Or that's my, my nightmare house. what if this thing what if i put it in there and it bricks and like that's why i'm saying i'm right. gonna let it go a couple months it bricks and then I'm i still can't yeah. get a ps5 yeah yeah and it's not like it's not like you're gonna get another playstation you can't get them anywhere Exactly. What do you do? Send it off to Sony and wait God knows how long for them to repair it for you? God Which, no. by the way, they won't because it's like, oh, well, you invalidated the warranty by opening the thing up. No, so this you. is meant to be. That's that's is it? Is it, though? Yes. This, they put it in the official video when they announced the PS5 like insides and stuff. They said and they, this will not invalidate your warranty? Yeah, sliding off. They want you to put the – yeah, they want you to put the expanded storage in there. All right. Okay. That, that's why they have a slot. That's not. It's not the same as when it was like, you know – the little you i you i remember, i know exactly what you're talking about like the holographic seal on the back that if you cut that on your ps2 or whatever then hey guess what you can't help oh yeah you you went in and you modded this to play japanese stuff you can't do this you're yeah. fine uh so okay yeah i mean so we're right at the tipping point now right where we're get, we're gonna start to see those lists i mean I, i'm sure there are some that are already out there i i want super duper Chess levels of comfort, has, yeah. i really really want to know that it's working 100 percent, and uh you know shop around for price a little bit get it up to two terabytes um yeah i'll open i'll, I'll do the surgery on it let's let, let's let's go surgery. i desperately need that extra space yeah i i, I definitely could use it a lot well. of, a lot of games right now when there's a choice between the, like you know whatever you know whether it be call of duty or nba 22 whatever's out there right now on a multi-format uh you know multi-platform basis i'm generally choosing the xbox version just because i don't have to juggle space on that platform I mean, there's other reasons as well. I prefer the controller and stuff like that. But, I, you know, on an Xbox, I know because I've got two terabytes on it. I can just add it on to, you know, the free space that I've got. If I get a PlayStation version, I'm like, what game, I get, what game am I going to delete to make room for this one? You know? Yeah. I hear you, it buddy. Sucks. I hear you. It does suck. But now that you have once once we find it, I'll come over. I'll install it for you. And then I will take your Xbox. Oh, you'll do it for me? It. I'll come on and smash your Xbox after I do it. And that's how we'll be fine. You'll be ready to go. <laughs> God knows you won't give it to the kids at the children's hospital, but that's an X-Cast joke you have to that's, listen to. Hey, that's my private business on the on the Kind of Funny X-Cast. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear things that are happening on the X-Cast before anybody else, maybe live as they record it, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, kick us a few bucks, be on the show, get the post show, all those other benefits. But on top of those benefits, you'd also get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, Greg Way, let's hear a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by HBO Max. If you're here, you probably love video games, but sometimes we have to face the cold, hard truth. We can't game 
all the time. Sometimes we got to kick back and watch some movies and some TV too. So it's a good thing HBO Max is here to save the day with all of your favorite DC content. HBO Max has an expansive superhero collection to feed your fandom. Greg Miller is stoked, of course. They've got Wonder Woman. They got Justice League, Stargirl, Batwoman, HBO Shazam, Suicide Squad. The list goes on, of course. Plus, the streaming platform lets you download your favorite titles and take them with you on the go. All the bingeable collections handpicked by humans, not robots. Personally, I've been enjoying a whole bunch of different things uh, over on HBO. I love all the day and date releases. We know we got The Matrix now coming out in December. That's really exciting to look forward to. We got Malignant. I'm about to watch that this weekend. Check out some of the best superhero content and so much more only on HBO Max. Get streaming today by going to hbom.ax slash kindoffunnydc. That's hbom.ax slash kindoffunnydc. Next up, shout out to Rooster Teeth's Last Laugh Season 2. I was a huge fan of Season 1, mainly because my boy Alfredo was in it. But Season 2, can't wait for it. Here's the whole pitch for it. Do not laugh. It's part game show, part social experiment, 100% evil laugh challenge, spectacular. Last Laugh returns for a second season with 12 contestants gathered for six hours to see who literally laughs last. If they laugh, smile, or smirk, they're eliminated and prevented from dethroning Season 1 champion the homie Blaine Gibson uh, the host of the show Jeff Ramsey and Elise Willems so that's super awesome they have a new collection of surprises but will there be enough to break the contestants we'll have to find out uh, Last Laugh season 2 debuts September 9th on Rooster Teeth but you can catch up on all of season 1 right now I said not on my plane I punched him alright back to the show number 3 ladies and gentlemen guess what we got some more delays for you. 2021 has not been kind. Uh, we'll start with Rocksmith uh, to ensure we provide the best guitar learning service. We have decided to delay Rocksmith Plus until 2022. We will use this opportunity to incorporate user feedback from our closed beta. We are convinced that this new release plan will give us time to deliver a smooth experience for all guitar and bass lovers. Thank you for your patience and understanding. We can't wait to share more about Rocksmith Plus soon. So that's delayed, Gary, just sometime into 2022. Then, um, what? No, go ahead. Then, I, 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 actually, I forgot something that I wanted to ask you about from the previous item, but I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, can I just do it now? So yeah, sure. Yeah. Do well, you want to talk about external or internal storage? What do you got? No, there was, so it was a, no, I mean, that became the headline, but the other thing I wanted to ask about that, I, that, that piqued my interest was when oh, they sure. talked about how if you play just, you know, sound coming through your TV speakers, the oh, like, audio, you know, yeah. do like fake surround sound or whatever. That's interesting to me because I do play just through my TV speakers, but I was curious about like, what, what do you do when you play video games at home? Do you wear headphones? Do you have like a surround sound set up? Like what do you, what do you do? How do you get your sound when you play video games? At I home? have a sound bar. So like, I'm usually okay. going off of that. Uh, if it's late at night or I'm playing multiplayer stuff, I'll kick on the PlayStation 3D headset, the uh, PlayStation 5, and then I have the Xbox headset for the same thing. Like when you and I'm I are curious. playing Aliens Fireteam, I love being able to dial Discord yeah. into the Xbox headphones and have the Xbox. I'm curious about those sound bars because I don't know if they're, as, if they're as good as like a whole surround sound setup. But surround sound setups where you've got speakers like literally all around you in terms of the yeah. cabling and everything, those could be a real hassle. I had surround sound at my last house with all the, you know, again, you got to run all the cable. It was a, I ended up deciding that it wasn't worth the hassle the tv that just the, the sound that comes just out on my tv is actually pretty damn good but i am curious the, about sound bars if they're a gimmick the, or a scam or if they're like the oh, man, oh, let me get tim getty's in here the bar is getty's gonna come to us about sound bars kevin you keep trying to say something what are you trying to a bunch of people that use them yeah i don't know Gary doesn't care what the bar is a significant sound like upgrade from just tv audio especially because you have an LG, right? The yeah, yeah, and I, I, yeah. I, I, so I those the are sound really, that comes out is pretty good. Yeah, those are really thin. The the speakers that it has on there are are not great. So a sound bar is a definitely a step up. But uh, then like full full blown surround sound is beautiful. Like it's, I know, like, I just and if I it if is I had, if I could of, like set it all up with all the cabling like in the walls and stuff, that'd be one thing. But you could hire someone my, to do that. I could, but the my honestly, it's it's complicated. But my room, the, my living room, and my TV is just not set up well for mm-hmm. it. It would be it would be a big hassle. Yeah. They also I'm, content, have... I'm honestly content with the sound out on my TV. Yeah. Or if I want to get a good surround sound type experience, like yeah, Greg mentioned when we were playing Aliens, it's you know, and you you want to hear like oh shit, there's an alien behind me. The, you know, a decent set of headphones will do that uh, the, perfectly with, well. Without a doubt, the PlayStation headphones that they sold for when you're playing with the PS5, like that's yeah. my go-to usually when I'm doing it. 
and the uh, the you know that fake surround that the headphones do is directional sound is phenomenal. Like when when we're playing Fortnite, yeah. I'm often like, oh, dude's coming from the left. He's far away. He's getting closer. And like sure. you can really yeah, pinpoint great. where you're hearing the people from. I've been, it's using, just, I've been using both the uh, official Xbox wireless headset and the and the fancy Banger Olufsen ones that you can get. And they're both, again, like if you want that surround sound experience, they're great. And of course, you have the added benefit of like you can play games late at night and not, you know, bother sure. other people in your house. I honestly think it's like whatever works for you, right? Like I thought about going overkill and getting, because I, when I, back in the day, right, when I, when we moved, when, well, I guess, so I'm trying to figure out timing wise, like 2012 ish, 2011, I had a surround sound setting with the subwoofer on the floor, the speakers behind me, the bar in front. And right. it was fine, but eventually, like when we were moving one time, one, one of the speakers, I think over time in general, just one of the speakers bro- or the subwoofer broke. And so I was always on the fence and I was using TV for a long time. Then I bought this sound bar and for, you know, uh, unwashed mass like me, it's great. And it's better than, you know, my TV, even though I thought my, I have an LG TV and I think the speakers on the LG TV are great. This enhanced more. And then even now I just upgraded my TV. And when I did that, like it had more settings to talk to the bar. So now the bar is even better to the point of like the 3d audio you're talking about from the headset, Kev, like I was playing death loop last night and like games are so good now and smart now that I was doing the thing where Juliana had invaded and it was a, a AI, not a person. And it was that thing of running around and then I'd hear her make a comment and it would be a little bit louder or a little bit quieter. And I was like trying to pinpoint where she was and I was able to figure out she was above me and get over and then get the drop on her. And that was strictly because of the sound coming off, which is, of course, the bar mixed with the game mixed with the PlayStation. The the only thing I want to say, uh, Greg, and like I'm not trying to be like rude or anything, but the sound system that you had was super like, like basic. Like it oh, it was, was also old. It was a Vizio yeah, yeah, yeah. I had had from like, I mean, if that was 2012, I must have gotten that in like 2009. Like, I, not, not, like, you know, when it came out, it wasn't like top of the line. So like there are a sure. lot of different things you can do to like have, like I really, really like my sound system. And I also really, really like Tim's sound system. And that's even one step further. And sure. yeah, like there, there are certain things that you can watch on that where you're like, oh my God, the like helicopters right above me and I can feel it, you know? But anyway, sure. it's good stuff. Uh, yeah, I think cool. I think it's one of those so where I'm you're just curious, you're, you're in such a I'm different. Just curious what you did at home because I've got a very basic setup. I really it's either headphones for me, and headphones are great for that surround sound experience. Or I will. The thing is, like, my wife doesn't like it. Doesn't you know when the t- the TV is like too loud, it's annoying anyway. Like, I feel like you only really get the full effect of surround sound and the bass when you really crank it, and that's just not something we do in our house. We usually play games at like medium volume instead of like really cranking it up. Sure. Um, but you know, maybe it's, maybe I'll go look at wire cutter sound bars at Christmas time. By me, you look at something because that feels like it would definitely be a step up from the sound that I have now. But you know, without going all out with like you know running speakers and cables all around the living room, that to me is too much. Understandable. I think it's come really far though. You don't have to like everybody's talking about in the chat right now. It's talking about the wireless satellite speakers and shit like that. I've heard that they can be their own. Like, anytime you go wireless, there's you know, well, anything's going to be a all problem. kinds of bullshit that gets involved. Um. Anyway, I was just curious. Sorry, I, I like it. No, Gary, I'm, I'm happy you were curious. I'm happy to talk about it. If Tim's in a meeting, otherwise he'd be here to give you a whole bunch of stuff. And if you want to, just text him. And he'll text I know, you but Tim, but Tim's going to start talking. Tim's going to be like, I remember when I used to have like a technical question. I used to go on like AVS forums, and those yeah. guys are the hardest of the hardcore. And like, it just gives you all this tech inadequacy because they're no. like, well, if now, you don't do it exactly second. this way, you're not going to get the As best said, thing. I am, like, these, I am these an are unwashed mask. Tens when it of comes thousands of dollars on fucking home theaters and TVs, a popcorn when machine. When it comes to the fucking and, computer, when it comes to the surround sound system. So if you go to Tim, he will give you the high, medium, low option, and that will be it. And it won't be like, well, this is using yada yada. He will just say, this is my recommendation based on what you said to do. He does it for me all the time. Tim's a saint. All right, don't besmirch his okay. name. All right, I, okay. I just look at that home that home cinema setup he's got over there, and but I'm thinking like, how, he's that how, can, how can he possibly speak the same language as me? Because he's oh, he's living in the in the fucking year three thousand, Greg. But that's the he's just the you know he's the expert at uh, TVs and stuff like that. That's why he, he I think just on the show yesterday he was talking about LG TVs, right? Because we all he sold all of us on LG TVs, and then some kid wrote in about it, and they, he was giving them yeah, not the top to, of the line. He was going yeah. down of like we get the C one. If, you, if you're okay, no, if you're yeah. okay, wor- constantly fucking worrying about burning, great. That's been my problem with the last no, two LGs I've like, had. Otherwise, really? did you did you not turn on yeah. the automatic uh, pixel like? It scoots the pixels over in a way. I didn't. I didn't turn that on because it's turned on by default. But I still had to have LG technicians come out and replace two panels because of serious burning. Huh? 
Yeah. I'm like, you have to say, I haven't had that problem. Anytime I'm playing a game or watching a TV station that has like a logo or an ident or something or a HUD like down, like right on the, there's like any kind of constant image on the screen, I'm panicking that that's going to burn in because I've seen it twice now. How old is your TV? And I'm looking at the chat right now. Burning isn't a problem anymore. Fuck you. Yes, it is. I've had LG replace two fucking panels because of serious burning. It is a problem. They don't, they don't, well, anyways, um, I, I used to watch CNN in the mornings and, uh, I, I, I still, I don't have any burn in with my guy, but. Yeah, hey man, also, we're not trying to take away from your system. must not be a problem then. I must have I, imagined it. I do the whitewash though, like once a month. Cause I'm what crazy. That? There's a setting you can go in there and like it does, it flashes the screen a whole bunch of things while you go to bed. Oh, okay. I haven't really, where's that setting? I've not seen that. In there's the, the pixel, oh. re there's the pixel refresher thing. Is it that? It might be. Cause it, yeah, because it's a cycle that takes hours to run. Back to number three on the Roper Report in progress. Like I said, Rocksmith delayed till 2022. Dying Light 2 also delayed. Surprising, not Greg Miller, who's been warning all of you. Hello, everyone. Today, we have important news to share with you about the development progress on Dying Light 2 Stay Human. It has always been our company's goal to build transparent and honest communication with our community, fans, and gamers. Every day, we strive to grow in this element. The team is steadily progressing with the production, and the game is nearing the finish line. The game is complete, and we are currently playtesting it. It is by far the biggest and most ambitious project we've ever done. Unfortunately, we've realized for us to bring the game to the level we envision, we need more time to polish and optimize it. That is why we've decided to move the release date to February 4th, 2022. We are sorry to keep all of you waiting a little longer, but we want the game to meet your highest expectations on release and don't want to compromise on this. However, you won't have to wait too long to get a deeper look at Dying Light 2 Stay Human. Next month, both press and content creators will get their hands on PC and console versions of the game during an upcoming series of preview events around the world that will be able to share their experiences of the city with you. In the meantime, we would like to thank all of our fans around the world. Without your support and feedback, we would never have come so far on this journey. In addition to our regular updates, we'll be gearing up to share more exciting news about the game this month. Stay safe and stay human. Uh, the CEO. If that wasn't enough, Gary, for your final delay, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, I'm just kidding you. They actually went gold. They tweeted, uh, we're thrilled to announce that Ga Ga Guardians of the Galaxy game has gone gold October 26th. Here we come. Sign of the horns. You got this. Uh, Gary, two more delays on the pile, making uh, for an entirely packed 2022, let alone a packed uh, uh, spring. Are you surprised? About games being delayed? No. Huh? course not i mean it's it's pretty much you know par for the course at this point right where you know covid is 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 continuing to wreak havoc uh in in all areas social um political health obviously the the economy business with it's it it's it's a real thing and these delays don't surprise me and you know get get used to it you know, this is just now a part of the regular news cycle shit getting delayed. Well, let's go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can write in to be part of the show. Just like your boy Mario did. Mario writes in and says, wahoo. Uh, hey, y'all. Happy Widow Wednesday on a Tuesday, of course. With the news of Dying Light 2 getting pushed to February 2022, the opening three months of next year are looking stacked. So let's put down some bets of these games. Which do you think will hit their release dates? Thanks and keep killing it as usual. Uh, heads up for everybody watching live in chat. I did not have time to actually go through and check these release dates. So I'm looking at kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. If any of them are screwed up, but Mario's list goes like this. Elden ring, January 21st, Pokemon legends, January 28th, rainbow six extraction, January question marks, dying light Two, February 4th horizon forbidden West, February 18th. Sifu, February 22nd. Saints Row Reboot, February 25th. Gran Turismo 7, March 5th. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, March 25th. GTA 5 Enhanced or whatever, March. Gary, if you were a betting man, who is going to get out of the way? Who is going to I say, this is too crowded? I don't know, but it almost feels like the, holiday, the, the January, February, March next year almost feels like October, November, December, right? You know, we, sure. we've talked for so many years about how the holiday season is stacked with so many games a because you know the all, all the big big games typically come out towards the end of the year a because of the holiday gift buying season and b because they want to be fresh in the uh, in the attention span of uh people who are doing game of the year type stuff it's the same with films sure. you know all the, sure. all the big awards films come out towards the end of the year because they want to be 
um, you know, fresh in the fresh in the attention of of critics and judges and things like that. You know, you could have a great game come out in January, but you might have forgotten about it by December when it's time to think about the best games or films of the year or whatever. Uh, but because of these delays, basically, it's almost like the a, a, a large part of the holiday triple uh, a season has been pushed into the first quarter of the following year and yeah i've seen a bunch of coverage about this that that uh, january february march of next year is going to be stacked with games and obviously you know good problem to have right oh, oh, oh no there's too many good games um some companies i think are going to have to make a decision about what games they want to move because you know when you've got that many releases coming out in such a you know in the same uh uh time span you know something's got to give right we can't all afford to buy all of those games all at once and so some you know again it's like it, it, there's going to be a, a kind of economic darwinism here where the strongest games hold on to those dates and the other ones are going to have to move um yeah it's it's weird to see all the different ways that covid and um you know other economic issues around the world have affected the you know, the, the 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 game release calendar and we are going to have you know typically it's going to be an interesting season because it's still going to be a busy holiday season right battlefield of uh, call of duty halo i'm sure there are other big halo titles coming sure. out um far cry and then, uh, back for blood yeah but then once you get into january february there's usually a bit of a lull right you're still playing the big holiday games but there aren't any big releases you know for well a that used while. to be the thing right especially it's funny to talk about dying light Tuesday. dying light's always the one we go back to and point to that dying light hit so hard when the, the original came out because it came out in the springtime or, or whatever january february march time frame where there wasn't a lot of stuff happening and so people were you know, it's this weird thing i feel with us where we all are all about this year's games and then we hit the new year and it's like what are you going to do for me this year your old games are old Game of the years that have been voted on. Everybody wants to move forward with new shit. And Dying Light benefited from that the first time around. But when they did that and got huge, it seemed like people really took that to heart and started moving games there to the point that now you get here to Dying Light 2 getting delayed to February 4th. And I really do think that they'd be there on my list as one of the ones that would move again. Number one, because it just seems like that game has been in development hell. I don't know how it's coming together. Number two, I think you'd look at that, how crowded you are. And you're like, we're not going to have the time to breathe here. I don't know if this is a game that would breathe. Why don't we hold on to it and get a little bit further out when it's quieter? And I think in the same breath, Saints Row Reboot, where Saints Row Reboot, I know a lot of eyes on it, but it's also, hey, let's make Saints Row relevant to a whole new generation of people. Do you really want it to come out and compete there, let alone how far is it based on what we had seen from uh, the reveal? I think those would be where I'd put my money on it. The Nanobiologist, uh, of course, points out over here, uh, keeping uh, Mario honest, he says Gran Turismo 7th is actually March 4th, not March 5th. Then Nano has a rare miss where he goes, Pokemon Legends Arceus was missed, which launches January 28th. No, I read Pokemon uh, Legends right after uh, Elden Ring. So both praise and hate for Nanobiologist right there. Uh, but that's where I would think. And maybe in Sifu in the same breath of like, I feel like right now looking at this, and granted, there's going to be more games than this even. Uh, you see Sifu on February 22nd. I think that's a good, that, that can still breathe there. I think that's such I'm gonna a different stop, game. You know, Greg, I'm going to stop looking. I, I recently, I started having the chat on the background because it's interesting to see how people are reacting to the show in real time. I'm going to stop doing it because it just fucking irritates me. These fucking people, Greg, seriously. Like, it just seems like the only reason they watch is to like instantly try to go, oh, gotcha, you got that wrong. I've got better information than you. The, Whoa! The, honestly, the, listen, let me tell you something. The OLED thing was, was the last draw for me. I said that I've had serious burning issues on my own which i had of it like sort of lg lg uh, technicians come out and replace the panel twice because the burning was so bad and there's people in the chat going oh well i haven't had burning on mine what the fuck kind of response is that it's like say like if i said to you i got hit by a car and you're like well i didn't <laughs> what the fuck is that how is that useful <laughs> i'm gonna turn the chat off that's fine real quick you, you real quick you sound like you, you try to attack the you're wrong kids remember i asked specifically for you're wrong to come in there. that's a different ball of wax than saying you're burning doesn't matter i understand that and nothing worse than having a technical issue. You tweet about it, you talk about it, and people are like, never happened to me. Well, like, well, fuck you. I don't know what I'm going to do with that information. Yeah, exactly. How, is that, how does that fucking help me? It doesn't invalidate my experience. Oh, oh, yours didn't? I guess mine didn't. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Fuck off. What's next? <laughs> this is what will make you happy. It's Xbox news, all right? Clear. Go Zen. Clear the mechanism. Number four on the Roper Report. Uh, Xbox remote plays getting an update. Today, we're opening up new possibilities for you to remotely play console games on your Windows 10 PC or later with updates uh, to the Xbox app 
With this new update, you can now play some of your favorite console titles on a wide range of PCs, even if those PCs don't have the required uh, specs of the certain PC titles. Streaming games through the Xbox app provides the quickest way to play uh, without having to install games on your PC. Uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members in 22 countries uh, around the world can now play Game Pass games directly from the cloud in the Xbox app on Windows 10 PCs. Game Pass, me- Game Pass members have been enjoying Xbox Cloud Gaming beta via browser on their phones, tablets, and PCs and can now enjoy all the benefits directly in the Xbox app. Uh, to access games from the cloud on your Windows 10 PC, all you need is Xbox Game Pass Ultimate uh, and a compatible controller. Open the Xbox app, click Cloud Gaming button, and select from the hundreds of games in your Game Pass library, including Sea of Thieves, missed to start playing right away. Then, as we were talking about earlier, on top of thing, Xbox Remote Play lets you play games from your Series uh, X or a Series S or any generation of Xbox One on your Windows 10 PC over the internet from your network or away. So there you go. Remote Play and Xbox app updates for Windows 10. Gary, that's what you guys needed. Yeah, look, Microsoft's continuing to do really good things with the X, with the uh, the uh, cloud gaming initiative. We talk about it on the Xcast all the time. I'm still a little bit skeptical about it because I don't think the infrastructure is quite there yet. I've talked before about how I've tried doing the cloud gaming when I've been on the road with a good internet connection, and it's still sometimes a bit stuttery. It's not perfect. Um, so I don't think it's quite there yet. I'm also struggling to figure out, like, what's the use case? I mean, I'm sure there is one. I just can't off the top of my head, like, figure out how it would fit into my life. Playing a game at home on my Windows PC, which I'm streaming from another Xbox in the house. I, uh-huh. I, I, it's, it, it's nice that you can do that. I just don't know what the situation would be where I would want or need to do that. But I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there are, there are, there are I think people it, that have got different setups that it might be useful. It's the uh, example I've seen a lot of, of people wanting to play with their family or whatever. So like, you sure, know. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. Uh, my family, as I, as I said earlier about WarriorWare, my family really wants to play with me. Maybe that's the reason why it's not uh, as relevant to me. The good thing is, again, I talk about this all the time on Xcast and I've talked about it here. Um, the cloud gaming stuff is great. The internet infrastructure to support it isn't to make it like really infallible, isn't yeah. quite there yet. But when it is, and in a, inevitably I think will be over time, uh, Microsoft's going to be, they're, they're already going to have like a fully mature service and be in position uh, to, you know, have, have an offering that I think is really, really compelling. We shall see. Uh, number five this is a quick one for you driver is getting a live action series on binge this is an official ubisoft press release today binge a highly anticipated streaming platform showcasing premium original series and shows created for fans of gaming entertainment and ubisoft film and television announced a collaboration to bring the driving action video game franchise driver to life the live action series will stream exclusively on binge.com will be produced by the ubisoft film and television uh, alongside alan ungar and vincent uh Talenty uh, for binge Ubisoft film and uh, there's a whole bunch of people who are like executive producing. You don't care. One of Ubisoft's most revered franchises and first open world driving action games. The game centers around an undercover agent and ex race car driver, John Tanner, whose mission is to take down the local crime syndicate. Announced during E3 2021, Binge is a new streaming platform that will showcase original premium content inspired by the most popular video game worlds and content creators. Binge is, Binge is focused on making high-quality entertainment content for gamers and doing it in a way that respects the fans and the games that inspire them. Led by a team of experienced content producers united by a passion for games, Binge will be available to stream for free on any internet-connected device when it launches in 2022. Further details on the live-action Driver series will be announced at a later date. To ensure you don't miss out on the later, latest Driver news, uh, register as a founding member on Binge.com. Gary, number one, give me your impressions of Driver, if you have any memories. And then number two, yeah. Binge? Binge.com? Driver is that I'm actually glad to hear that it's coming back in, in some form or another. I was a big fan of the Driver games back in the day. Driver San Francisco, remember that one? That was really good. Um, I can't remember all the no, different Driver ones, San Francisco I, sucked, actually. Well, no, it, oh, did it? Which Driver San Francisco? There was I don't know one if that was the title. There was where, that was the one, one where you really teleported liked. into people's body. It was a, you were in a coma tell, and you were I'll fighting tell, from tell, the inside. Here's the only thing I remember about the one I played it to death, and it had a great soundtrack. It had uh, California Soul was on right. the soundtrack, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure I could Google that and figure out like I could I could attach the song to whichever. Maybe it was Driver Three. Uh, it was pro- maybe it was maybe the most recent one before the Driver games kind of went away. But I really really liked the Driver games, as I recall. There was one in particular. Maybe it was Driver Three, but I really really liked it. I'm glad it's coming back. I love these kind of these kind of driving games that have a bit of a narrative, a bit of a cops and robbers feel. I kind of feel like the driver games uh, did that really well. Um, 
the Ubisoft film and TV guys are really, I've been very, very impressed with what they've done so far. When I first found out, when I first heard that Ubisoft were, were getting seriously into film and television production, I was like, really, Ubisoft? What, what do they know? But they've done great. Mythic Quest, incredible. Um, I haven't seen it, but I've heard nothing but good things about the werewolf uh, movie sure. uh, that came out recently. So apparently really, really good. Um, and as, as I understand it, they've got a bunch of other really interesting stuff in the pipeline as well. Binge, I don't know, do we need, I mean, is anyone crying out for another streaming service at this point? We're getting to a point, I think, where these streaming services, there's so many of them, it's almost like channels on a cable dial. You know, like when you used to go to the old TV 100%. guide, 100%. and it was like, you know, 50 cable channels. It's like that with streaming services now, except you pay for each one. Um, I definitely think that, you know, the TV landscape and the, and the options that we have is far better than the old. I, I, you, know, you know what's weird, Greg? I actually kind of <laughs> miss channel surfing, like old-fashioned channel surfing, like with the remote, going click, 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 click. Oh, this looks interesting. Big Trouble in Little China. I'll fucking, I'll watch this. You know, and just like that, that sense of like, just like random discovery kind of went away, you know, or even just, you know, got to go in through the, through the old um, TV guide, you know, the old scrolling channel guide, looking for yeah. what was on TV. I kind of miss that like random, like, let's see what's on TV right now. The, the old idea of like what's on TV has kind of went away because the, because the reality is now that everything is on TV all of the time and you have to choose. And now we end up with this kind of Netflix paralysis where I'll spend half much. an hour or an hour yeah. scrolling through Netflix or Hulu or Disney plus going, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck am I supposed to pick? There's too much choice. And I get overwhelmed by it. I, maybe maybe it's a generational thing. There's a whole generation of kids now. My, no, you know, my, 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 my child and yours, um, you know, are growing know. up in a world where the idea of channel surfing or, you know, pick, having to watch what, you know, they all do, oh, there's nothing on TV right now. Like that concept's dead. That's gone away. Like I said, For everything sure. is on TV all of the time. And that so was the thing, you know, we're gearing up, you know, to have the kid or whatever. Like, you know, we're prepping like, all right, well, you know, Jen can nurse out here or whatever. And one of the things she's like, can we get YouTube TV again? Because at three in the morning, I'm not going to want to like pick something to watch. I'm going to want to flick around you, on the channel. That's there. the thing. I often do, re do go back to YouTube TV because they do actually have live television and it's relatively expensive but i really like having it it's the only way i can get my cable news and live sports and other things that you know sure. are still kind of the purview of like quote unquote old-fashioned television but sometimes you know, again for people like us greg of a slightly older vintage who remember the old days of channel surfing it's still nice to be able to channel surf and youtube tv and i don't Google miss TV it personally other... but that's just because i don't like watching you don't TV miss it i, I no. kind of do if i got time if i'm if i have free time let's play a game you know what i mean if I, then but we... I generally the, the reality is when i go to youtube tv i generally channel surf and do the and, and again eventually conclude Find nothing. oh yeah there's, there's nothing on the telly uh real quick i want to come to your defense against an attack i lodged uh, i did some googling driver san francisco is the game that has your song in it and i said no that game sucked I remember, if you remember, there was an old GameScoop bit where I made fun of how stupid it was that this whole thing happened in Tanner's head while he's in a coma. But the game itself has an 8.0 from Kevin McDonald on IGN.com. Metacritic's at an 8.2. I I probably I must in my my dated memory banks of games I've played and stuff. I must just be talking shit about how stupid the plot was. So I apologize, everybody. I see O L O M G L X says fucking right, Greg. I accept your apology. I'm sorry to all the driver San Francisco fans. I just thought it was a stupid idea for a story. That's what has been implanted in my brain from what. Wait, so so what have we decided? Because again, I can't remember which was which. Are we deciding? People are, that San game Francisco does not good? suck. Driver San Francisco yeah, I, does I, I not remember, suck. I, just I remember it sucks. being good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. OMGLX right, says the plot I'm was stupid, clarified that. but the game was great. So I'm going to extend my hand, shake OMGLX's hand out there right now because, of course, we are being all right. right that looked like you were just whacking off like a giant invisible dick, though, when you well, did Well, no, that. I got too much angle on it. Like, I, I guess zoomed in, you can't tell, right? But, like, this wouldn't <laughs> work. This That's just work. a smaller dick. There this you go. Work. Okay, all right, good. I just have the no, angle, right? It'd be like I think, some kind I think of curve the, the first one, it was just flaccid. <laughs> You're trying to get oh, it okay. going. Okay, I'm getting it warmed yeah. up. I'm getting it warmed You're getting up. You're getting it going. All right, fair enough, fair enough, Final story on the Roper Report is a new segment I call Can Kojima Play It? Uh, Hideo Kojima, of course, creator of Metal Gear Solid, tweeted about Deathloop. He tweets, Deathloop, it's a time loop game with an interesting system. I want to play it, but it's an FPS, and I'll probably get 3D sick. Hmm. He then followed up and said, I've always got, I always get, uh, th I always get sick even when I was in the gymnastics team. On field trips, I sat at the front of the bus. I get sick on the swings. At amusement parks, I couldn't go on the teacups, Viking rides, flying carpets, octopus rides, or anything that spun. Roller coasters are fine. So, ladies and gentlemen, in the first installment of our new series, Can Kojima Play It? He cannot play Deathloop. Kevin, please add it to the list. You really Kevin is on the list. list. 
you want me to put a list? list? I, it's, yeah. I, I, it's not that I can't play first-person like games. I can, and I enjoy them. I've played many, many, like, love first-person sure. games many over the years. I do, I think I've realized recently, I think through playing um, Aliens Fireteam and can't remember what else, sure. there's been a couple of others that have come out recently, that I genuinely prefer that over-the-shoulder third-person approach. I went back to PUBG recently, and you know, PUBG, you can actually choose. Do you want to play third-person or first? I all, most of the hardcore elite players have gone to first person. I still prefer, I st if there's a choice, I'll always prefer to play the, the third person. I don't know why, I just like it. I agree. I like it too. For me, it's a setting thing where I like being able to see the character like I'm playing a movie or something like that. I like, I like being able to see the character. It makes me feel more connected to it than me being first person and like clearly me not feeling like I'm that guy or whatever. That's a conversation right. for a different day. Are you going to play Deathloop? Yeah, I got it uh, on... Um on uh, my pc actually i'm looking at my steam download queue it actually just downloaded uh recently so i'm curious to right. to try i mean especially off the back of the reviews it seems like really really fun you can catch our review on the kind of funny games cast ladies and gentlemen youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe uh, i can't wait to see what we review next and if kojima can play it but gary that's so far away if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and grab shops where would i go the official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Flasco Man on Xbox One, Deathloop on PlayStation 5 and PC, Cruising Blast on Switch, Colors Live on Switch, Honey, I Joined a Cult on PC, Era of Newborns, PC. Red Dead Online's Frontier is booming with opportunities for collectors this week, beginning with a free collector's map, plus double bonuses for discovering collectibles and on all collector set sales. New dates for you. Uh, Darkest Dungeon 2 is coming to early access on the Epic Game Store on October 26, 2021. Chasing Static on uh, Steam and P Windows PC is coming October 14th, but it'll later come in 2022 Q1 to switch P PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, Barricades uh, is coming to Steam on September 30th, 2021. YouTubers Life 2 is coming out on October 19th on console and PC. And then Bonfire Peaks uh, is coming to PC, Switch, PlayStation 4, and 5 on September 30th. Deals of the day. Xbox has updated what's going on over on Xbox Game Pass. So here are a bunch of games coming your way. Flynn, Son of Crimson, comes to cloud, console, and PC September 15th. Uh, these next three games are all September 16th. I Am Fish, Skatebird, and Subliminal, or Superliminal, sorry, all coming console, PC, and uh, cloud. Then on September 17th, you get Aragami 2, Cloud Console and PC. September 23rd, you get a bunch of games. Lost Words, Beyond the Page, Cloud Console PC. Sable, Cloud Console PC. Subnautica, Below Zero, Cloud Console PC. And then uh, Tainted Grail Conquest uh, PC. Then on September 28th, Lemnes, uh, Lemnes uh, Gate Console and PC. Uh, September 30th, you get two games, Astria Ascending, Cloud Console PC, and then Unsighted on a Cloud, or I'm sorry, Console and PC. And then finally, October 1st, Phoenix Point on Console. Game Pass, the gift that keeps on giving Gary Wooda. I love it. Best deal. No, I said it before. Best deal, not only in gaming, but the best deal in entertainment i never it never seems to amaze me what's out there on game pass well i've heard a lot of people say the second best deal in uh entertainment is in fact patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get all of our shows ad free with the exclusive post shows you can watch live as we record the other shows you can write in to be on the shows you can do all sorts of stuff and what you can do when you write into kind of funny games daily is of course ask questions about the day's news but more importantly for right now squad up and that's exactly what dj kento is doing dj kento needs friends on the playstation 5 his psn name is it's dj kento uh i-t-s-d-j k-e-n-t-o dj kento writes death loop is out i'm looking to load up my friends list with people who want to invade my death loop game i'm going if i'm going to get taken out i want it to be a, a fellow kind of funny best friend if you would like to go be the juliana the dj kento's cult hit up it's dj kento on playstation 5 I hate to be a bore because you know I always ask this question and I could just Google it, but you're right here. In front I, I of me. love I love answering your questions. Is Deathloop uh does Deathloop have either cross play and or cross progression? It does not either, no. No. Fuck me. You fucked up, man. Just just play it on PlayStation. I fucked how did I go? It's not my fuck up. Just play it on PlayStation. You know what's gonna be around here. Now, now you're gonna have Just Andy invading. I mean I had well, I, I asked because Andy's I do actually have it. I do actually have it on, on both. 
I got a code for the PlayStation 5 version and I got it on Steam. I just, I, you know, it'd be nice to be able to go back and forth and not have to worry about, oh, you know, just start a new career or whatever it is, you know. I mean, listen, you're preaching to the choir. I'd love to see that too. But just keep in mind that, like, you're talking about a company so selfish that they're taking all their games to Xbox exclusivity. So, like, really think about that. Oh, Pete Hines yeah, over there. The real villain is Pete Hines. Because oh, he no. screwed you on this one, and then he screwed me for every game going Not forward Pete. for trophies. Not Pete. I, I, it, I, it pains me to say it too. For years, Pete Hines has been our friend, Kevin. But look at him right now. He just stabbed Gary, and I don't mind that much. But on the next game, he's going to stab me. Pete Hines out here stabbing everybody. You hate to see it. Uh, we asked people to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw up. We went through them on the show as we went. And then there was a lot of editorializing about stuff. We're not getting into it. Uh, tomorrow's host, though, is going to be Blessing and Andy. Thursday will be another Tim Tam Thursday when tomorrow and Tim take over the show. Friday, it will be me and Blessing. If you are watching live right now on twitch.tv slash games, ladies and gentlemen, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. Mike Barrett and Blessing, and Kevin, of course, too, are going in to Metal Gear Solid 3 after this. Uh, if you want to catch all of the Metal Gear they, they, if you didn't know, they're playing through all the Metal Gears. They're up to three right now. They are pushing on. You can catch all the archives on YouTube.com slash KindaFunnyPlays, our newest YouTube channel. We'd love it if you liked, uh, liked subscribe, shared, click the little bell so you know when we go live and all that jazz. Uh, if you uh, still like me and Gary and want to hear more from us, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. We have a post show to go do over there. You can also get this ad show ad free. You know, the other shows ad free. You know how it is. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games, the second best deal in entertainment is what I've heard. Right below that movie pass, but I'm not even sure if that's still around, Kevin. Is that still around? No, that died and burned. It was a big fire. Oh, wow. I didn't realize there was an actual fire when it went down. Uh, Gary, you've been a great host today. All right. Thank you, sir. Co I love you. Yeah. I could, I could never do what you do. I couldn't sit in the, in, in the host have chair. You, I'm happy just never? to. Sit never? here and kind of mouth off. No, no, I've never no, been in no, the first no, chair. no. We've never, I, we, we've we, never given him no, that. Yeah. No, and I would never want you to. I would turn it down if you asked me to do it. I would never want to do that. Honestly, this, I think that'd be another like good easy job. That would be another fun, like April Fool's one-off of just like what no, you would do. No, never. If you I'll never show. do it. I'll never do it. Uh, tomorrow, I never because it's too much pressure. You've actually, got, of you've actually got to like prepare and have notes, and you know, there's like scripted bits you've got to do beforehand. I, I, I just like running my mouth. It's the easy part. Tomorrow's going to be on the Metal Gear Solid. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you.